This is the Podvig, a weekly podcast containing reflections and encouragement from Holy Scripture, the saints, their lives, and the hymnody of the Holy Orthodox Church for your Podvig, that is, for your spiritual struggle in the war against the passions. And I am Joel Dunn. Let's get to it. In the last episode, we heard from St. Isaac the Syrian that the cross is the door to mysteries, and that our participation in the sufferings of the cross leads to the perception of these mysteries. This episode focuses on sharing in the afflictions of Christ through bearing our own cross. From Hebrews we learn, whom the Lord loves he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. Hebrews 12.6 St. Augustine of Hippo says that God had one son on earth without sin, but never one without suffering. In St. Luke's Gospel account, our Lord literally says, Agonize to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. But what is the narrow gate? It is the cross, a target suspended at the intersection of heaven and earth, where we find the heart of Christ, the door to the mysteries of the love of God, for no one comes to the Father except through him. Suffering, then, is the path to the kingdom of the one who did not spare his own son. But not suffering for the sake of suffering. Christ suffered on the cross to transform the human body into a temple and the human heart into the Holy of Holies. In Hebrews 9, St. Paul tells us, by his own blood he entered the holiest once for all, and that he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. And in Ephesians 5 we learn that out of love Christ offered his human body as an offering of incense, which is required by Leviticus 16 to cover the mercy seat for the atonement to be sprinkled. But why is sacrifice the way to the kingdom? Sacrifice was established as soon as mankind was expelled from paradise where Adam and Eve did not sacrifice their own will, but instead took the fruit for themselves. Cain and Abel both brought offerings to the Lord from their labors. Sacrifice is the universal paradigm for the expression of love and fealty. Cain's offering of the fruit of the ground was not accepted by God. Abel's offering, the firstborn of his sheep, was accepted. For the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord purposely linked his sacrifice to the sacrifice of Abel in John chapter 10, where he says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Therefore, 
My father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Saint Porphyrios observes something similar, where he says, He who loves little, gives little. He who loves more, gives more. And he who loves beyond measure, what has he to give? He gives himself. Love in sacrifice and sacrifice in love are the cornerstones of true life. Without love, sacrifice kills. Without sacrifice, love is barren sentiment. Therefore, having lovingly sacrificed himself for the world, our Lord asks the same of it in return. He says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Luke 9, 23-24 Saint Ambrose of Milan reflects on this passage. He says, for it is a hard thing to take up the cross and expose your life to danger and your body to death, to give up what you are when you wish to be what you are not. But that they who are thought worthy to obtain union with Christ, he says, will not experience even the slightest perception of death. This is proved in the lives of the martyrs who endured unspeakable physical torments in perfect serenity, mocking their tormentors who could not touch their souls. Therefore, St. Paul urges us all in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So what is my cross? St. Ambrose of Optina says that God does not create a cross for man. No matter how heavy a cross a man may carry in life, it is still just wood from which man himself made, and it always grows from the soil of his heart. Remember, says St. Theophan the Recluse, that each of us has his own cross. The Golgotha of the cross is our heart. It is being lifted or implanted through a zealous determination to live according to the Spirit of God. Just as salvation of the world is by the cross of God, so our salvation is by our crucifixion on our own cross. And St. Nikolai Velimirovich says that bearing one's cross means the willing acceptance at the hand of providence of every means of healing bitter though it may be that is offered. And from a second century Christian, Minucius Felix, we hear, How beautiful is the spectacle to God when a Christian does battle with pain, when he is drawn up against threats and punishments and tortures, when, mocking the noise of death, he treads underfoot the horror of the executioner when he raises up his liberty against kings and princes and yields to God alone, whose he is, when, triumphant and victorious, he tramples upon the very man who has pronounced sentence against him, 
for he has conquered who has obtained that for which he contends. But we must complete the race, we must endure to the end, we must heed the words of St. John of the Ladder when he says, let us bear the cross that God has placed upon us without seeking to be delivered from it, for it is by the cross that we shall be glorified with Christ. Christ stands at the door of mysteries, knocking. It is through our participations in the suffering of Christ, by bearing our cross as members of his holy body, that we open this door, and having been purified, we shall see God. For listen to the words of St. Paul in his second epistle to the Corinthians. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Thanks for listening. You know the drill. Rate, subscribe, share. And for more content, visit thepodvic.com and sign up now. You can receive articles as well as full transcripts from every podcast episode.